0: Welcome to Women Tech Talk and thanks for joining us. I'm Valentina, co-founder of Microsearch, a niche tech recruitment company that focuses on helping startups to SME businesses scale successful tech teams that are building innovative products. We've created the initiative because we want to change the diversity and gender gap for women within the tech industry. So we wanna show young women and women already within the workforce and women thinking of their next career step, why tech needs them. We've interviewed women within a variety of different backgrounds and sectors that are already within the tech world, all the way from C-level to founders to HR and people management to developers and engineers and product owners as well, to hear out their journeys and discuss all things tech and why they think more females should join the tech industry. So let's begin. <music> this week's episode, I'm very excited to be speaking to Andrea Fernandez, who's the co-founder of a German startup company called Alice. We uncover her journey into finance, how childhood has an impact on our adulthood, should we start educating the future generations earlier on about tech and the finance industry, her successes at Wall Street to now founding her very own company where we further discussed raising funds, finding the right co-founder to enable company success, and very heavily discuss the importance of diversity and inclusion within the tech space. Hi Andrea, thank you very much for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Valentina. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. It's been a little bit of a hectic week, but it's, it's been it's been quite good. I like I like keeping busy. How's it going on how's it been going on your side this week?
1: It's been um, it's been great. It's uh, it's very busy right now at Alice because we are hiring our team, and so that's taking quite a lot of time um, yeah. from me. But also doing quite a lot of <clears throat> excuse me user research. So yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, that, that's that's great. We get insights. We we get to talk to potential users. But all of that is is keeping me busy
0: yeah oh amazing um well first of all thank you obviously very much for joining me i'm i'm super excited to have you uh, on our podcast um so give us a little bit of context and to our listeners you know what are you doing at the moment obviously you mentioned that you're currently hiring and building a team and and getting sort of the user um, experience part of it going but give us a little bit of context about your journey you know what did you do in the past and how come you know you're, you're currently where you are at the moment
1: yes so um Well, I started Alice last year, um, or started to work on Alice last year. The company was really founded only in January, and Alice basically comes out of a place of passion and mission for me because I started my career um, in Wall Street in 1998, and there I learned a ton about finance and personal financial management because I was working um, with private clients back then. Um, and it was it, it was great, but then I left. I left Wall Street. Did other things in between. Did startups, and I always knew I wanted to um, start my own company. And in between, I did other things. So I was within like in leadership position in fintechs, but also in leadership position in financial companies, and. It was about a few years ago that I realized, you know, there is a huge gap in terms of women and finance and women having knowledge to take care of their financial future. And most importantly, to take action on their financial future. And so um, it was in 2015 that I um, was talking to my sister and she said she had saved, she's super smart. She went to like great schools and said, I, I saved some money. And she said, what sh- where should I get started? And I said, well, start with an ETF and she said, well, I don't know what an ETF is. And I said, okay, if she doesn't know what an ETF is, one, she's my sister, and you know, I've been many years in finance. And two, um, you know, she her friends don't know. I mean, if she doesn't know, she's super well educated. So I asked her to ask, ask your friends, and of course we realized it's a big gap. And then I started to have sessions with women at home and already started to define that this is kind of an area of, of a place of service for me, really. And so last year after the second and and then that started a journey for me where I started to coach women. And uh, in the last, let's say before the middle of last year, I had been coaching women for over three to four years in financial planning topics and, and yeah, in their finances. And um, in the middle of last year, I decided, okay, I need to build this as a startup. And I had already been at Liquid, which is a digital wealth manager in Berlin, which had really given me a picture of how you know some of these fintechs could be run. Um, and I put that out. Uh, I mean, I started to work on it um, with a friend who was a, a product manager, tech product manager. Um, and uh, it was great, the first kind of iterations of our thoughts. But then she decided to find a job. She said, you know what, I'm not a co-founder. I'm going to go back and find a job. But she introduced me to my co-founder, Artyom. Uh, and through him, basically, um, you know, we, I got really the the right partner to get started on this. And, and so we've been at it since October of last year, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, and and we started with a pitch deck in November. Well, with a with a website, a pitch deck, and now we're we're going forward. Um, we raised, uh, we had quite some interest from VCs um, in the um, in in the December timeframe already, uh, where we shared our pitch deck, and it went very quickly from there, and we were able to raise. Um, a pre-seed round with several uh, female angels as well, um, well-known female female angels in Germany. And now we're building the team and building the product, and you know all that it takes to get this off the ground.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And um, talking in, in terms of obviously the the transition of finding your co-founder, how did you actually find that? And how did you, you know, what made you decide actually, yeah, he is the right person for this to help me get obviously the mission started.
1: Yes, um, you know, I think actually one of the successes, or one of the, yeah, key factors in startup success is the co-founding team, mm-hmm. um, because I've seen actually um, I've seen some examples that are not so great, uh, and so I think um, that is that is super critical. And so I got really very lucky. I had already like explored a couple of other options like very early. Um, Uh, but you know I really needed to make sure that it felt right for me and that's why we took quite a lot of time I mean we both came at the problem from different places but it was the same problem so and we had the same passion for it which was already very helpful he had sort of spent a lot of time thinking about the problematic like he I think he he was when he started his founding process he was more like really broad and looked at different options and then he came into this option as of like it's a great area a huge area of gap and need and so I really want to do something about this for me as I said it came from another place yeah. um, and then we we got together and we actually spent a lot of time to get to know each other to, you know, share about values and about how we want to run a company and what does leadership mean to us? And like, how do you, um, you know, how do you resolve conflict? We even did a co-founder agreement that is not like li- legally enforceable really, but we did it just to go through the exercise of understanding how do we think about these different decisions that we need to make when we raise, uh, but also that we need to make probably in the future around people, and you know ways acting etc so I do recommend that um yeah that when you want to find a co-founder you really take your time to do that because at the end of the day it's like uh, the other day I was writing up something about the most important relationships in, in my life and I mean it's my husband and, and my family who are super critical and important but it's like then it's right there right the co-founder so it's yeah. like you know it's a, it's a really great thing and i i feel quite uh, yeah quite happy about that process that we followed
0: that's amazing i th- i think listening to your story in terms of how you guys also created like an agreement quite early on very very few people actually do that so i'm actually surprised you guys did that at the very beginning um because there's been so many stories as well that i've heard from co-founders where at the beginning everything, everything seemed obviously really great they obviously discuss in terms of how they you know communicate when when there's conflict and it's like yeah you know we'll discuss and we'll be open etc and transparent and um, but of course and when it gets a little bit more complicated and you're getting vcs involved and you're scaling and really important critical decisions need to be made i think sometimes people's perceptions change as companies start growing. So then when that happens, how do you obviously then communicate to your co-founders? And there's been obviously stories I've heard where it hasn't gone very well because people's, as I said, so like views and stuff started changing and they didn't see the same vision. They wanted to go different directions. So it's like, okay, well, how can you actually now create a solution for that? Um, And then there's so many that say, you know, we wish really earlier on that we'd actually put something on paper to say, this is what we discussed at the beginning this is sort of like what we're going to stick into and then obviously later down the line as we start to grow how can we adapt that and how can we change it to make sure it's fitting both parties and um, so it's actually amazing that you guys have actually done that at the very beginning so massive kudos to you um, and that, that, that's great and in terms of obviously now at the stage where you are in terms of scaling your teams and creating obviously your uh, mvp for the product and stuff how is that going in terms of trying to get traction and trying to obviously, you know, get more people to actually hear about the Alice app and what you guys are actually trying to achieve, especially within fintech, right? Which is quite heavily male dominated at the moment.
1: Yes. I mean, that's why we're doing it. Right. Um, Partly uh, because uh, not enough women are hearing about the solutions they should be hearing about so that they can have an impact in their lives. But I think, um, I mean, it's going well. We are very excited because um, we are hiring little by little, but a great team. Um, we are focused on building a very diverse team, um, and, uh, and that's that's great. We now have, uh, have hired uh, several people on our team, and we have a great person helping us. So the progress on that end, it's going well. In terms of the actual product, um, we're working closely with an agency right now while we parallel path in building our own tech team um so we're hiring on the tech side we're hiring on the marketing side um the marketing side is really critical as well to spread the word um and we're going to be using the different channels basically from you know organic channels social media all of those because it's really important to get the message out uh to eventually you know the more paid channels so um we're testing a lot right now in terms of what works and what doesn't work with the demographic to get clarity on the demographic so um, yeah, it's a really exciting, awesome time because we are building the team that's going to help us, you know, basically grow and, and deliver on this mission.
0: Mm-hmm. And and in terms of um, demographics as well, then obviously you guys are based in Berlin at the moment. Are you only trying to tackle the German regions or the deaf regions or what, what's sort of like your actual plan in terms of how far you want it to go?
1: I mean, I think right now we're starting with Germany. And the reason why is like you know if we do um we are planning to do some type of eventually um uh, investing solution, and there is regulatory aspects or there are regulatory aspects involved in that process, of course, then that means for us that um that we need to really focus on one country first to then go from there uh, so that's the intent right now, but we want to do this in a on a pan European level, so we want to expand pan european uh wide if you will and i do think there is potential for something for Alice across the globe mm-hmm. uh really so um because the problem is is not one for germany uh but rather really uh, across the globe so we we have to see how the next years go but i for me that's you know the globe is the limit <laughs> in yeah, a way no, that's amazing
0: um, and and in terms of um the financial side of it then let's dig a little bit deeper into that part Um, so obviously you want to empower women to try and you know know where to invest their money obviously different types of strategies in terms of how they can save etc so a lot of that has has got to do with mindset right so is it it purely sort of like that's what you're trying to drive forward like a shift of mindset for, for the female population or are you trying to you know add sort of like other um yeah, tokens on it to, to, to give them different platforms perhaps or they can actually know where to go and invest in maybe different portfolios and stuff. Or is it purely just, this is how you need to change your mind shift to be able to- know?
1: so what I there are quite already a lot of content players in the market, which is great because it makes us all women more aware that we need to do something different. But at the end of the day, the most critical factor is to start investing. If you don't say, if you're not saving already, then you know, to start saving. But if you are, then to start investing. That's super, super important. So what I want to make sure is that we can transition women from the knowledge to the action. And therefore, we need to have investment options. So at the beginning, we want to have investment options uh, through ETFs that enable women to invest. Now, it also means that content is super critical for the delivery of this product because we have women that come into finance at different stages of kind of the learning path, if you will. And so, for some women, mindset is and and I think most of us need some like the mindset topic is a big topic, but but for some women, that's even more of an obstacle. So, getting clear on some of those blocks that may be holding you back or on the things you heard on what you talk about money. Uh, all of that is super important to enabling you to basically take action and to have continuous action. But the one thing is when you start and you start seeing the impact of investing, even if it's with small amounts, you already feel different. You already feel empowered. You already see the impact. You feel they are taking care of yourself. So it creates like this virtual cycle in a woman's life. And then, you know, for some of my clients, it's been like they've done their, um, their first investing account, but and they had some savings of the sites for the children. Now they are open to doing the the, um, investing account for the children because they've done it on their own. And at the same time, it's important to give them the tools so that they feel they know what they're doing Mm -hmm. and to give them that sort of last, um, I think women need like that last step of handholding and sort of reassurance to say, okay, now you can get started with this. It's really gonna be good thing. So the lower the barrier and the, the more you can educate them and make them do the turn, then you create, you know, that this positive sort of virtuous cycle in a woman's life. And, um, and over time, I mean, I can imagine that we will be a platform that will offer a lot more than purely investing like savings and investing solutions. But right now that's our focus because I do think that that's where you can, like that's where we can have a big impact on a woman's life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I hope that helps answer the question.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think money is quite a taboo subject, isn't it? Um, sometimes some people are comfortable speaking about it, but the majority of us, if somebody starts talking about money, you start feeling a little bit uneasy or uncomfortable. And I don't know where that's come from. I really don't. And I try sometimes, because I, I do it myself as well, you know, I have conversations like, with you know my partner and I have conversations with my mom and and my sisters and sometimes it's like oh yeah cool you can discuss certain things and when it's as soon as it starts getting a little bit deeper you just start feeling a little bit uncomfortable I don't I don't know why um and and even sort of like friendship groups and and stuff like that and um it's interesting to actually see what can we actually do to try and change that especially from a female's perspective because as I said I think females do need a little bit of handholding a bit of encouragement of Look, I know obviously it's a little bit scary, especially when you've actually spent years saving and there's that lump sum of money, right, sitting in your bank account, to then start seeing it disappear and not even knowing if you are going to get a return on investment on it and have that that fear factor, right? Where you're like, oh my God, is it gonna happen? Have I made a mistake? Like, why did I do it? Um, so having a platform that will actually show them that actually if you do if you're doing it the right way and investing in the right areas it's going to be worth it in the long term. Um, but sometimes I think people are, are a little bit skeptical of that, like, is it actually going to be worth it? Um, men, I think, are a little bit different. They, they Money seems to be more of a, of a um, cocky side of things. Like, they, they, They're quite proud to be like, how much money have you got in the bank and how much are you earning and all of that. Whereas I think females are a little, even if you're earning quite well, they don't really like sharing that. They don't like exploring that part of it. Um, so it's going to be really interesting, I think, for me to actually see Alice's journey and understand how obviously your users are going to engage with that and, and how are people actually actually going to interact with it. So absolutely, that, that, that's a brilliant part of it. Um, and the education part, I think, is critical, right? Educating people earlier on. I think that's for me is I wish I had somebody that would talk to me a little bit more about money at a younger age. My mum tried to. She always spoke in terms of like, putting money away, you know, a percentage of your salary each time, but it never sort of got deeper than that. And even at school, we have maths, we, you know, they teach us algebra and all of these things, which is, yeah, great, but they don't actually ever talk about taxes, investment, you know, what 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 are you actually going to be doing once you're out in the big world? So how do you feel about sort of the education side of it? Like what's what's your opinion on that part?
1: Yeah, I think this part is super critical. So first, I think it like, as you well pointed out, I think it's, there are several areas missing in our education systems, but one of them is finance. Like it's a key life skill that we are not taught generally speaking, like, you know, in life. Um, I was very lucky because my dad, he had no voice. So, and he was in finance and accounting. So I think he just, he taught me from very early on so I remember having with like nine years of age or eight years of age I lived in a little town in Costa Rica so you could go um, anywhere really when I was when I was little and so he gave me three responsibilities I was responsible for paying the mortgage of the house which was a big deal for me Um, so I went to the bank I went to the um, to pay the the bill for the electricity and the phone bill at that oh, point, you know, perfect. that norm, like there were no cell phones, <laughs> which is terrible to say, but yes, there weren't. Uh, so basically, I, I was responsible for doing that every month. And so and also, I remember that I had like a savings book in my school. And so we used to go to the bank and all of that. And my dad, basically, he just really brought those things to my life. Um, I also think like I had a natural inclination for it because I always like numbers and I was really loving all of it. Um, but he taught me a lot of it and he, um, he taught me a lot about like, abundance and when he saved, um, <clears throat> I will never forget when he saved his first like 100,000 colones, which I don't even know what it is now it must have been like $2,000 or something, uh, or more, I don't know. And he came home and he sh- like, basically he just kind of he threw the bills with my mom and I at home uh, in the living room, I was very little. But that had a huge impression on me, and a very positive connection. so um, I don't know, all these things kind of added up for me, and I really think that education, so mind so going back to mindset, I think it is really important because it we equivalize money to different things in our lives, you know, to safety, to worth, so when we start to talk about money, we're actually opening up all these things that it may mean for us right like which may be insecurities which may be things we don't like we we may feel judged and so it's a hard thing to do but what what I always find out is when women do either amongst themselves or or with me many cases when I was doing the coaching it's so empowering right because you have someone feel someone is on my side Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong. It's actually, if I do it, like then I know the next step, the next way, et cetera. So it's actually quite empowering. Uh, And so it really, and the more you do it and the more you get, you you know, either you surround yourself with people who have a good uh, grasp on it or who are open to talking about it and having like positive conversation on it, the better off you are because we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with. So if you spend time with people who have like a positive money mindset and who are investing or can teach you about it, you can have that conversation or with women who, you know, have like negotiated their salary. Uh, And I have a friend of mine who's like super open about, and I learned so much from her, right? Um, And so I think that's that's a really positive thing um, and creates a lot of momentum. But then comes the education, going back to your point of you know, being fearful of, are you going to lose your money or not? And, and like, where is the risk? And is it too risky? And and I think it's really important to learn. And by learning, actually, you become more risk, you're less risk averse because you're more risk, risk averse because you don't know right? If you don't know, you're like, it's a big black box, I think I'm going to lose all my money. But once you start learning and realizing, for example, that if you invest for the long term in equities, um, I believe like the Dow Jones delivered like over the past since 1984, like I don't think around 9% in returns, right? Of course, there were tons of like ups and downs. There was a crisis that like internet bubble and then, you know, 2007 financial crisis. And now the COVID drops last year so there are lots of ups and downs but if you don't sell you don't lose Mm -hmm. if you invest for the long term and you have more equities you have like higher likelihood of, of returns right so it's like understanding those concepts and this understanding what are my financial needs and goals do I have money to invest for the long term so I focus on that for my retirement and I can take more risk on that money and as long as it's invested obviously with like you know a very a serious company and like it's well diversified in a basket of stocks and bonds like you you Are likely to like there's a very high possibility that you will get a good return on that money and grow it over time understanding compounding what does it mean over time that money grows on top of of itself sort of right because uh, understanding inflation that if you have cash basically sitting on the sidelines you're actually losing money every day because things go up in price so by having something sitting in cash you won't be able to buy the same things today in a year Mm -hmm. the things that you can buy today in a year so All of those concepts, which, you know, are things that we, like you said, we should have been taught in school. Once you have some feeling for some of those, you can still invest it in a way that is you know, systematic and sustainable, and I don't mean just ESG, meaning sustainable in terms of companies that are sustainable for the world, but sustainable for yourself, little by little, consistently in a well-diversified portfolio of stocks that matches the risk that you're comfortable with. But the more you learn, the more you'll be willing to take risk because you're like, okay, this is pretty safe. And then I'm going to put this other bucket in maybe something less aggressive because I need the money In five years and then this one is going to stay in cash because it's my emergency planner so yeah yeah i mean i'm I'm going through a lot of concepts very quickly but that education is a major component and little by little and that's going to be a major component of alice but it's also a major component of learning and going through this journey but once you go through it like you will see the impact in your life. And for me, it's a, it's a big mission to change uh, financial, the financial future of women because it also has a big psychological impact yeah. and a big empowerment impact.
0: And I, and I think as well, once you start learning, right, the, uh, how, how to obviously invest your money and what areas you should be putting it into, you're educating yourself but you it also gives you the ability if you've got kids to educate your kids from an early age as well and if you've got a friend as well that perhaps is struggling a little bit then you can advise them as well right so it, it goes in a circle um you end up helping one person then two people and three people and then before you know it you know everybody's helping each other and the word spreads um so i think i think you will have like a domino effect if if you are feeling obviously confident on it and then your kids from an earlier age Obviously, they, they won't grow up to find talking about money awkward or being scared to invest it because they've seen their parents do it and vice versa. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be quite interesting to see how sort of like that actually impacts, impacts women in the next one to two years. Um, obviously, you're in the fintech industry um, coming from finance, moving, in, combining finance and technology together. How have you actually been finding that in terms of like the actual tech space? Um, Is it something that quite excites you? Has it been quite daunting? Like how how have you been finding that part of of it as well?
1: Oh, I love it. Um, I love it. I think it's, um, you know, technology is basically at the core of everything we do today. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, whether you are in FinTech or finance, right? It's at the core of everything we do. Um, And I started in startups Uh, it was 2006 when I went to Fresh Direct so already there I started to get just very familiar with Mm -hmm. technology I would say um and and so I think it's 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 just a must it's just it's changing so quickly and it's everywhere like you know it's 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 just everywhere it's part of our lives so um um, the more we can use technology to enable change in our lives, I think that 's what 's fascinating and it 's how do we make that happen and For me, I feel very lucky that I actually because you know I started my career in sort of a moment where I could have stayed in Wall Street forever and I mean Wall Street has its pluses and minuses, and it could have been very interesting, but because I always was very curious i I entered into startups you know a few years back, and I think that changed my life. Um, um and i'm very happy to be here yeah doing this and enabling this through technology um but i just don't see any other way i sort of see like technology is just it is what it like it, there is nothing else <laughs> i mean yeah. there is a lot more but it's like it's all around us right so um the more we can learn the better off we are of course you know that's why i have to rely on a team of experts for the technical piece of this because while I understand some of the implications and I I can bring together I think my skills are in bringing together the right experts to get this done right because I get I come from a a finance background I have this consumer products experience which is really critical for kind of addressing the clients I've been in fintechs I see how the portfolios I've seen how the portfolios have to be run Mm -hmm. I've seen some of the technology but but I'm not going to be programming the things, right? I need to rely on experts to give me, you know, to give us the direction and advice on, on some of this. But I'm fascinating. I love like, um, especially now through the product development process uh, that we're going through, I've been learning myself a lot of, a lot of new tools, you know? So I, I love it. I think it's, it's great.
0: Oh, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, technology is quite a vast, a vast scope right there's not just a one direction fits all you can do so much within the tech space and as you said technology has become a necessity people can't really live without it anymore especially if you take obviously the pandemic into consideration the way we stayed connected was via Zoom calls and WhatsApps and, you know, using mobile phones and technology. So I definitely think obviously that's that's the way forward. It's just interesting to see how people have adapted to it that haven't actually come from a tech industry. Um, especially obviously with this initiative that we're doing, we're trying to encourage more women to actually take a plunge to go into the tech world and give them the um, sort of like foundations and hearing people's journeys in terms of what can you actually achieve and, and you know, what is actually possible with, within the technology industry for, for them. You don't have to come from a, from a computer science degree to, to step into it. Um, so it, it's about having transferable skills and then taking them into the companies, whether it's a startup or, you know, corporate enterprise, or wherever it may be. So that's, that's quite interesting to hear. And have you been sort of like any trends over the last, you know, two to three years in terms of fintech and how they are actually trying to perhaps, you know, bridge the diversity gap or, you know, but bring sort of more inclusion in, into it or do you think there's still quite a long way to go? Like what's what's been your experience with that?
1: Um, I definitely think there is a lot changing, right? Like a, long, a lot changing to enable um, women to be part of this space. Um, you know, if you look at like all of the coding schools and there are very many like initiatives that are, you know, supporting women um, But still today there is a big gap, unfortunately, particularly on the engineering side, right? Like if we look at the engineering, because last year I was involved with a project uh, to hire engineers. uh, And you know, we do get like we people would like to hire female engineers, but they are just there are just not that many out there. So I think that is still a a gap and it, it remains. And I think anything we can do in schools to drive women to just um, be excited about it from early on, the better it is. Like I have two boys, but you know, I don't see like, and they are like super, um, they love, they are already playing with the robots and doing all these great things. And, um, but I don't see a reason why it wouldn't, I was thinking about this because uh, I thought we would be having this conversation. Why a girl wouldn't like, right? And at the end of the day, really, Starts at home um, because it, when I think of m- of myself, I mean, my dad exposed me to numbers so early. Yeah, he had no doubt I could do it, right? So I got all the reassurance on myself. I, a numbers person. Uh, I mean, I did Visual Basic classes and all that. They never, they never question whatever myself in, in any of this, right? Like, it, so if you open, I think we as parents need to open this world to. To any, to start to all of our children, and they will see develop those skills from early on. I mean, these are things that you like the children get from really, really early on. That's why we have to expose girls and boys, and that's where it starts, right? So it starts at home. Now that doesn't mean that, of course, universities shouldn't be doing more to like motivate females to be engineers or in high school, really, because you know that's where you should be. So. Um, It it starts, there is like, it's this funnel, right? For all businesses, there is a funnel, and it's like the same for female engineers. How do we increase the funnel from the beginning? So that's really, really important, like early education. Uh, I do think in terms of trends that there are, there is demand for, for more female engineers. It's hard to hire on the side. I think schools initiatives, like there are some initiatives I, uh, in Latin America for females specifically that I know of, I find all of those things super fascinating. We should be doing more of that. Um, in terms of FinTech trends, did you want me to also chat about maybe certain trends that I see Absolutely. just in the face? Yes, yes, definitely. So, I mean, it's very interesting. So there, there are several things. One of the first things, just more in our field, is just the evolution of ESG, mm-hmm. um, which I think is fascinating. So ESG is um, becoming much more important and it's growing at a much faster pace in Europe. Um, because, And that's really interesting for us because I think women particularly think about how their money will impact Um, the world and so it's actually a really important it's we've learned it's an important thing for them as well not for all but it's an important thing ESG are um, investments that have filters of environment sustainable and corporate governance and so the idea is these companies are um, have gone through certain filters and they are acting better in these different types of aspects so that's an interesting factor that I see evolving in terms of kind of asset management growth uh, on the fintech side, and and there are quite a lot of startups there. I also think, um, I mean, the Bitcoin um, and the blockchain impact and, and Bitcoin. I think that's a crazy revolution. Uh, and I think what I find very interesting is is just, I I you know that people sometimes like when we talk to women, they they start there, um, and I don't necessarily think I don't think it's a bad thing to do, uh, but I don't know that, I don't think it's the right place to start because these things become trendy. And at the end of the day, you really need to learn like how to build your diversified portfolio that gives you a sustainable, like investment strategy for the long-term. And uh, that's, but, but I think crypto has been like a great evolution and I do think there is a future for it. Um, and we will have to see what the future of money looks like. And that's super exciting to think about. And that's more on the financial side. And then obviously on the world side in terms of trends, I mean, I see um, a lot of things changing in terms of how businesses are built to impact the world differently, meaning to save the world in a way. And there are so many initiatives on the clean tech side, um, on the clean energy side, on the uh, food you know food substitute sites, the future of food. So, I think I mean, AI obviously, so all of these topics will be super interesting. Uh, life ex- extending lives, healthcare, um, genetics. So, I mean, we probably know them all, but um, I think that's all really, really fascinating. On the um, on the financial side, I also think it will be really inter- interesting to. Um, to see how direct indexing evolves, which is basically kind of the ability to create your own portfolios uh, and um, very tailored to you, but very easily implementable. And that's more of a trend on the institutional side, but I think it may become a trend quickly on the personal finance side. Another thing that I think is super great with all of these changes going on in the fintech space is that basically you know, investing and the investing world is becoming um, open to basically everyone. So financial inclusion is really growing through that, and also inclusion in investments on the investment side, which I think is 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 a really great impact to create a bit more balance in the world, and also for people to build their financial futures.
0: Yeah, okay, amazing. I, th- I think on the inclusion part, that's been quite a big topic, right? With the whole diversity part for the last three to four years, in, in my opinion. Um, a lot of companies are obviously trying to actually create that in terms of bringing change to the table and actually going out there participating especially sort of on the educational side right as you were mentioning at the beginning where it, it, it depends it starts quite early on talking about you know finances talking about technology talking about encouraging also girls not just to play with dolls but also to be like hey you can go and play computer games and stuff with your you know with your brothers because for example um i'm from kosovo eastern european country um very very different in terms of growing up over there you know the girls are taught to do, you know, as people like to quote unquote say, do the the, the the female duties to gather the kids, grow up, you know, be part of that society part. Whereas the men are, are encouraged to obviously go to the universities and colleges and have an education. That has actually been changing a lot in Kosovo over the last sort of like 15 years, I'd say. Um now more obviously females are trying to um, Get into the education system, especially taking up computer sciences. But I spoke to um, also a, a senior principal developer, a female that relocated over to Munich about four years ago um, from Bosnia, and she was talking about when she actually went to university and she and she lived like in a small village. She told obviously her neighbour, like, oh yeah, I'm studying, you know, computer science and engineering and stuff. And she goes, well, why? Isn't that like that's a that's a male. Um, that's a male subject. Like females don't do that. And she was like, uh, no. Um, you know, th- this is what I because intro- she was always into maths and physics and stuff. Um, but she spoke about the trends of. She was quite lucky that her mum and dad always encouraged that going to school and education and you know t- taking taking your career to, to the highest level. Um, but she goes, it used to be a shock to all her neighbours that they, they couldn't understand that concept. Um, but for me, in terms of obviously now companies that we're seeing in, in, in the inclusion part of it a lot of them as i said are trying to participate in events in in schools earlier on they're trying to obviously run like these uh, meetups for people to come and join and, and get a bigger understanding of what can actually be offered um, especially to sort of the, the female and um, part of it but a lot of them as well they like to talk but they don't like to walk the talk right so they they look they talk about it do all like, these sort of posts and stuff on linkedin and and everything and then when you actually talk to them Try and find out a bit more about what is actually happening internally, they don't have time, you know. It, t- time's quite valuable and they don't have time right now to invest in that. So it's a bit a little bit like, well, if you're going to talk about it, invest the time in it, right? For me personally, it, if that is something that you're really passionate about, there's always time to find, you know, one or two hours a day or half an hour just to talk to somebody about it and encourage. Encourages so. So it'll be quite interesting to actually see how that's going to evolve, especially in the in the fintech industry, as you said, sort of in, in the inclusion part. And yeah, it'll be it'll be quite a fascinating trend, and I, and I can't wait to actually see what, what play Alice is going to have into that. Especially listening to you know what you and your team are trying to achieve, I think you're going to be quite a vital part, um, especially obviously in the, in the Germany region uh, to to enable that. Um, so if obviously people want to find out a little bit more about Alice and yourself, like where where can they find you, Andrea?
1: Well, um, I think it would be great if you check out our webpage page, aliceapp.de, um, and we have an Instagram channel too, alice.app.de. Um, you can anytime reach out to me directly looking at my profile, Andrea Fernandez. It's a popular name, so make sure you look for Alice uh, as well. So yeah, it's, um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: Likewise Andrea honestly thank you so so much I look forward to keeping in touch with your journey and seeing how the app evolves and I wish you all the best.